0: Welcome back to the Lighthouse Podcast. Happy Tuesday, favorite day of the week.
1: Favorite, because it's podcast day. Day of the week highlight for sure.
0: Well, it's um, February's been a little bit short. Like I'm getting caught a little unaware that it's we're pretty much done.
1: You know, every every year I say this every year. <laughs> February. February's the short every year. February's the shortest month every year, even on the years when it has twenty nine days. Right. Still the shortest.
0: It it feels extremely (laughs) short for those of us on the retreat team because as we wind down, that means we are winding up to retreat season.
1: It is. We are winding up for sure, counting down the days five weeks. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Until we are on spring break retreat.
0: Sweating a little bit.
1: Because of the excitement. Because
0: of the excitement. Yeah, that's the only reason I Because of the the excitement. Speaking of our retreat season, I was just working on this this past week. We have an Amazon wish list. Mm. Um, if anybody wants to support our retreat season and just wants a fun way to do it, we put the link in our show notes, and we put some really fun things. And everything we put on the wish list is stuff we actually need yep. to serve our families, play with our kids, sunscreen everybody. So we made sure to put a little bit of something for everyone on there. So check it out in our show notes.
1: That's right for everybody that loves to do some shopping. Yes, that's where you. It's want on to go. Amazon.
0: Who yeah. doesn't love shopping on Amazon? Yeah. And it gets shipped right to us, so it's easy on your end.
1: That's right. You're uh, shopping for Lighthouse. Yeah, shopping for Lighthouse. We would love. Love, love, love your help. Before we jump into today, um, just a reminder to folks uh, out there, uh, as you're listening, just remember to subscribe and then also rate and review if you've not already done so. Those reviews and ratings are going to help other people find the Lighthouse podcast, which is so important because it's a free resource for families that are living through childhood cancer. So now, back into today, Christy, yes. who are we talking with today?
0: I'm really excited because we this is a personal friend of ours that we love deeply. We have the honor and privilege today to talk with Annie Elise. Um, last year annie moved to birmingham um, first time like moving away from home to become a pediatric oncology nurse at children's Healthcare of alabama so today she shares a lot of stuff about how she got into pediatric oncology when she didn't think that was her path um, the gift of her presence that she's realizing and also her experience serving as a medical lead on a lighthouse retreat
1: yeah big fans of annie excited for you guys to hear from her let's go jump into the conversation Hey, Annie, welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. We're super excited to have you here. For our listeners that don't know a thing about you, we gave them a little bit of info on the intro. Why don't you give us a little bit of background on you and how you got into pediatric oncology?
2: Yeah, hey. Um, So I didn't even really know I wanted to be a nurse for a while. Um, Didn't learn that until I was in college Um, and actually kind of swore off oncology in general in the beginning. Um, background is my mom passed away from cancer. And so I just knew that I didn't even want to entertain the idea of dealing with cancer. Um, and so it was just kind of like, that's not going to happen for me. I'm just not going to do it. Um, don't want to put myself in that position. Um, but the Lord had other plans, (laughs) clearly. Um, I originally got connected with oncology through, um, the Children's Hospital of Atlanta. And I got accepted into their externship program while I was in nursing school. And it's kind of a, you do what they tell you to do. Um, and so they placed me in their, what they call their, um, trying to think of the right name, but it's basically in an outpatient clinic. Um, an infusion center where these kids come in and you just start giving them blood products or chemos or whatever. Um, and so it was kind of like, okay, I don't really have a choice to not do this, but I'm going to power
0: through and just do it and hope that I can make it through. <laughs> so once you were placed in the place that you swore off of initially, like what were your feelings about that? I'm sure there was a ton of apprehension, but like, how did you approach it going in?
2: it was kind of just, I was going to show up and I would leave and I would try and leave everything there, but also wanting to learn too, because clinicals can only teach you so much and nursing school can only teach you so much. And so, um, I knew I wanted to work with kids. And so it was my opportunity to just be like, okay, I'm just going to soak up this time, try and learn how these kids, how these nurses communicate with these parents and with the patients. And, um, just kind of follow along and just do what I'm told. And then it's eight weeks. I can make it through eight weeks of doing anything.
1: So talk about what was the first day like um, internship.
2: It was awful. Uh, (laughs) My (laughs) first, my first patient that walked in was end of life and he was 18 and had decided that he wasn't going to proceed with any more treatment um, because he just didn't want to do it. He was tired and, Um, it was very obvious that mom was not happy with that decision, but mom knew that he was 18 and she trusted that he knew what he wanted. And so she was just going to make the most of the last bit of time she had with her 18 year old son. And so I think I cried every day for my first two weeks on the job Um, because it was just a heavy weight that I wasn't prepared for. I think especially knowing that I was in an outpatient setting that, oh, these kids are healthy for lack of a better word. Um, the only, the sick kids are in the hospital overnight. And so outpatient, you know, they were healthy. And then to be woken up to that reality of no, some of these kids are just coming in for comfort care. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're gonna, they're gonna enjoy their time at home with their family. Um, yeah, it was very much a wake up call of, okay, maybe I was right. Like, I can't do this. Um, and I mean, the Lord quickly changed that and turned it around, but it was not something I ever expected.
0: Yeah. Can you talk about so that was you said you cried every day for the first two weeks. You had said your initial thing was I'm going to do eight weeks. I'm going to leave it all there and come home at night. Which obviously you learned that's not kind of how it works. What changed in you in those eight weeks that at the end of the eight weeks you were like, oh, this is where I want to be because eight weeks is goes by pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. A lot of it, I think. I mean, honestly, it
2: wasn't any of my own heart of like, oh, I can do this. Like. I think I continued to show up and continued to establish relationships with these patients and fell in love with them fell in love with the idea of okay I get to see Susie next week because she comes in every week for a blood transfusion or Josh because I know that he comes in to the pain clinic or whatever um learning that I got to see these kids multiple times throughout the summer and you got to ask them about their vacation you got to ask them about their birthday party or whatever um because again most of these kids were on the healthier side so they were able to do things like that um and talking to mom of like okay mom like what are you how are siblings and how's dad um just establishing that rapport and um you know it's like, okay, Susie wants to play this again. Last time she told me that, like, I w- want to make sure that I have that ready for her when she comes up. Um, and just, that just became so fun. Um, honestly, no- had nothing really to do with the nursing aspect, but more so with the relationship um, of, okay, these families are walking through an unimaginable time, but that I get to be a part of it. And there's no greater honor.
1: So you've been an RN now for a little bit. What's the, what's the biggest lesson you've learned?
2: Oh man. Um, it's funny. I've learned a lot, especially I would say probably I'm now coming up on a year of being in this job, um, with the last probably six months being the hardest. Um, and the, I would say probably just, Learning what it's like, what it means to these families for being present um, and how, um, what a difference that makes for them. Because they, um, I mean, we have kids now in the job that I'm in now that are there for 30 plus days. You know, um, kids that can't come go home because their counts can't come back up and mom's there with her son by herself because dad has to be home with sister and um just the gift that it is that I get to sit sit next to mom and be like oh mom like what book are you reading tonight like um and or sitting next to a 10 year old boy as he cries because he doesn't know how mom is gonna handle him being in the hospital and sister needing such and such and um You know, and you can't even believe that a 10-year-old boy is thinking about his mom and wondering how mom is going to handle all this because there's all these external factors outside of him being sick and in the hospital. Um, And then on top of that, just most recently dealing with a lot of of end-of-life shifts and I think wrestled with a lot of what do I do? How how do I... Like, I have nothing to offer. Um, but I think the Lord has been really gracious to remind me of the hope we have in Him and the opportunity that I have to... You know, the Spirit intercedes for us, but also I can intercede for these families as well. And going to the Lord of, like, Lord, just, I mean, show up. Um... I feel like recently a lot of my shifts have been Lord that I don't know, I don't know what to do. You're gonna have to tackle this one, um, and just let me like help me to be obedient to whatever it is. Um, and so, just learning to show up has been a gift and an honor. Honestly,
0: um, you've touched on this so many times. Like we haven't even touched on the medical aspect of your job because, and honestly, I think that's fitting because in my experience. Nurses do so much more than medical and that's kind of what you've been saying this whole time. So what do you, what do you think just the gift of your presence in those times, even when you are thinking like, I don't know what to do here. I don't think that shows up to the, to the families, but what do you think that means to them to have, you know, a lot of them, like you said, are alone up there, the moms or a dad or a kid. What does that mean to have you there? Not just as a medical person, but as a person, person.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be easy for me to say, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, and a part of me, I can be very quick to think, oh, it doesn't matter. I just need to do my medical things and get my job done and accomplish my to-do list. But I'm quickly stopped, um, when I realize someone's alone. Um, and just, I mean, it's just crazy because the last, several months, I've just been thinking of what an honor this is, what an honor this is. And like that the Lord would choose me to be in this position and to be present with these families because, you know, a lot of times we don't hear, Oh, I'm so glad you were able to be here. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we hear, I can't believe you (laughs) didn't do this. And I can't believe, and I'm so frustrated and you keep waking us up and you're so like, I don't want you to do that tonight. Like it's too loud. It's, we just want to sleep and lots of tired parents, you know, at their wits end. Um, so you don't, a lot of times you don't hear, Oh, I'm just so thankful you were here. Thank you. Um, and so in the, in the sweet times that we do hear that I'm reminded what an honor. Um, and being able to just show up, you know, because I, Yes, I get paid to do my job, but no one else gets to just sit and be present with these people like I do. I mean, I spend 12 hours plus a lot of times in these four walls and I'm dedicated to two to four patients. And in those 12 hours, I have this opportunity um, to show up and the way that you know you just it's funny we hear a lot more we're hearing from outside people saying more that when these families lose their child not only do they lose their child but they lose a family that they had on the floor um or when they finish treatment they lose a family um and i'm always very humbled when i hear that because again, I think, oh, I'm just there for 12 hours. I show up, I do my job and, you know, can be very like analytical on, okay, doing X, Y, Z. But am reminded very quickly of, no, we spend a majority of their time with them. You know, they know, they know us by name most of the time. You know, we know them by name. We know brother by name. We know dad by name, um, we become a part of the family and we're walking with them through some of the lowest lows of their lives and some really high highs too. You know, like my favorite thing is in the morning when after we draw labs and we're waiting for counts to come back and it's early mor- morning and mom wakes up, Hey, did his counts come back? And I, yes. And that means like more than likely you get to go home today. Um, And so just the joy that's in that of, again, no greater honor for me
0: i remember so clearly waiting for those counts to come in and being like you know you draw the labs drawn at four or five or whatever and just being like okay did they come back did they come back did they come back Did they come back and just waiting for the yeah they came back and there's a bump and like after you've been waiting for days and days and days you that is pure joy right there you are 100 percent right how are you taking care of you because this sound i mean I don't know because I've never been in your position, but I've had, I've had nurses. So I don't know. I only walked this with my one child. How are you? You're really young. You've been doing this. Like you said, about a year. I, um, we've been praying for you in the office because we've, some of your stories have been shared with us. And so I know you've had a rough week, rough couple of weeks. How are you managing that? How are you taking care of you and just like on an emotional level?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> candidly Mm -hmm. counseling (laughs) Um, and a lot of people I work with are in counseling um, because it's just, I mean, the Lord gifted those people to do that um, Mm -hmm. just as the Lord gifted us to be nurses. And so counseling and a lot of, um, I mean, the people I work with, I can't say enough good things about. Um, The Lord was so, so kind to give me some of my closest friends who have become sisters, um, girls that whether it's day shift or night shift that I can text when they're coming in. Hey, I just want to hug from you this morning or hey, when do you work? I haven't seen you in forever. Um, most recently, walking through a death with one of my close friends, we were in the room as it occurred and being able to check in on one another. Um, knowing that we have to come back. I I had to come back the next day, and she had to come back two days later. And we've both – what's crazy is in the way that the Lord orchestrated this is we've both lost our moms, mm-hmm. and we were both in the room um, as this patient passed, and the ability to stand by one another in um, that was just – so special, you know, because we are, we're 24 years old and we're navigating grief that, you know, we never imagined we would be navigating. Um, and so the Lord has been so kind to give me these people. Um, I also just have a great community here in Birmingham, um, which again, the Lord has been gracious for that. I love my church, my community group. Um, and just the way, I mean, it's been very much a, okay, Lord, like I have to come to you before every shift. Yes. And so you're gonna carry me through every shift. And so a lot of it is like, okay, the Lord, the Lord, I have to remind myself of this a lot of times. The, the Lord loves these people more than I can love them. And so if anything, if there's any way that I can sort of release control, because I love to have control over things, yes. um, is to be, okay, the Lord loves them more than I can even imagine to love them. And so, Lord, I know that you can take care of it. A um, lot of a lot of sitting at the feet of Jesus <laughs> to handle it all. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely a lot of, there's a lot of tears. There's a lot of sadness and a lot of, oh my gosh, I don't even want to walk into those four walls because I know that there's probably going to be a new patient in that room. Um, but being reminded, okay, Lord, like you've put me in this position and I'm just going to be obedient.
0: Are you sure you're 24? <laughs> Cause I'm feeling like, I know a lot of 24 year olds, I'm wisdom feeling now. like there's a, yeah, you are a lot of wisdom incredibly now. wise and in doing an incredibly like maturity needed kind of thing. And, um, you're sounding a lot older than 24. And a com- I mean that as a compliment, mm-hmm. <laughs> not an old lady kind of thing. I'm not saying you're old. I'm just saying you're very, very wise. Thank you. What if you had something to tell the parents, right? From people that are listening that are not your patients, but just parents from, from your around the corner oncology nurse, what would you tell them that you w- wish they knew? Man, I think especially with, this is doesn't have to quite do with
2: oncology, but in the last several years, it's been, oh, well, nurses are tired too, you know? Now that is a fact. (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) and Sleep is a precious gift to me at this (laughs) stage. Um, But I mean, I don't, I don't love that statement of, well, like think about the nurses. Um, I don't know. Again, I think it's a the greatest honor. And so just talking to these, talking to parents of, like, these parents are walking through something unimaginable. And sometimes they just need somebody to come alongside them. Um, someone to uh, deliver food if they don't want to pay DoorDash, because I swear our parents keep DoorDash, DoorDash in business. um, <laughs> Or, you know, keeping sister for the day kind of thing. Um, of this is what everyone would say is their greatest nightmare. You know, a lot of parents would say, I can't imagine losing my child or hearing, oh, they have cancer kind of thing. Um, but that becomes their new normal, unfortunately. Um, and they need nothing more than for people to come alongside them and to cheer them on. And to pray for them and to do practical things like laundry, um, or you know, filling up a tank of gas for them when they use their car or whatever. Um just people to show up because I mean, I see it more and more every day how isolating some of our families are. Or being in that hospital is, you know, most recently a family being there. She's he's been there six month old, has been there for thirty plus days. And, you know, it's just mom and baby, you know, Um, and where are her friends, you know, and because especially now, like visiting policy, visit, visitation policy is really strict, especially on our floor with how um, immunosuppressed our kids are. But um, they're just I mean, we've got little babies and moms who are postpartum, you know, that like it's just unimaginable. Um, and so, you know, we all need somebody to come alongside
0: us. Well, they are beyond lucky to have you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Annie, you've been on a few, um, lighthouse retreats now. Um, what's it like for you in your role to see families that are on a retreat and then how's it different from what you see in the hospital?
2: Yeah. Um, drastically different. Um, I remember, specifically being um when i served as medical lead over the summer I, I guess because i've been so immersed in the hospital world that i expected the kids to be have a lot more needs or a lot more things from me um and so i was anticipating okay we're going to have this problem and this problem and we're going to tackle this this way you know um but being surprised at how you know some of these kids they you know, they're healthy, you know, yes, they have cancer and yes, they have a lot of things going on. They've had multiple complications from treatment, but you know, the fact that they're able to step away from their hometown and their hospital and come on this retreat, we would consider them healthy, you know, um, to some extent. Um, And so it's refreshing more than anything, um, to see those kids. And it's like, I almost can't figure out which one has cancer, you know? (laughs) Um, and the joy that that is, um, to know that, okay, these kids are just being kids. Um, and you know, we see a lot of that in the hospital. We've got some crazy kids, love them. They're crazy. Um, they're running all over the place, but, um, being able to see them outside. I mean, just the simple, being outside of the four walls of the hospital can do wonders for anybody um and so it's been so it's so fun to think about that and to think you know I will wear lighthouse shirts to work and people will be like what's that and I just beam because I'm like oh my gosh you guys you have to look into this (laughs) because it's so fun and you know and the idea of them being able to go of like, Hey, when you are in a season, like when you're in a season where treatments are not as much, or you're starting to feel better and your counts are up, like, please look into lighthouse, you know, um, connecting families that just got diagnosed, um, with lighthouse, you know, and the ability of, Hey, I know you guys are in a whirlwind, but (laughs) there's this thing I, that will be so great for you guys. If you guys want to look into it. Um, so it's it's a gift. It's so fun to see the different sides. Um, obviously, if I can work full-time for Lighthouse, I would, doing nursing stuff. But,
0: hey, that's not where the Lord has me. It sounds right. like you kind of are. It sounds like you're, a little yeah. mar- you're mar- doing some marketing that's for it. That's right. You're doing
1: it well over there. In the
0: Birmingham there. area. <laughs> you're
1: doing it well. You're doing it well. You're right where God has you for a reason. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Annie, this has been great. Thank you so much for making time. We're not done though. I I think I've done this maybe once before. Oh, here we we're go. Gonna, we're going to we're going to shoot off Hold some,
0: on to your seat. We're going to
1: shoot off some rapid fire. We're going to have a little fun here, right? I did
0: warn you. Sometimes he goes off book a we're
1: little. We're going to do a little rapid fire for fun. You just mentioned you wearing lighthouse shirts, all right? You ready? I got four or five questions. Rapid fire. You can't you don't have a lot of time to think. You just got to go with it. Favorite color shirt to wear at work. Cuz you get to wear different colors. Favorite favorite color shirt to wear
2: black probably
1: <laughs> black to a children's hospital i thought you'd wear some fun like green color or yellow i know black. and i'm wearing a black shirt. <laughs> i'm wearing black, black right now <laughs> i know all right all right favorite starbucks order if you're running out and getting a quick starbucks order in the middle of a 12-hour shift
2: oh happens all the time blonde vanilla latte
1: all right blonde vanilla okay. latte um you're on your feet a lot 12 hours 12 hour shifts like this one Yeah, big shoe game what's the shoe choice
2: now you guys are gonna hate on it they're called dance goes they're great for dance goes shows.
0: not gonna hate on your shoes dance
2: they hold goes, you up, that's something i've
1: shoes. never <laughs> okay ever heard of all right <laughs> <Okay>. all right <laughs> favorite ice cream
2: oh chocolate brownie easy
1: chocolate fudge brownie easy all right it's the end of a 12-hour shift you're hungry you got to get something to eat where do you stop for a quick bite to eat
2: oh chick-fil-a but i'm really i'm really a stickler about making my own hash
1: oh okay oh. all right all right that's good to know thanks for playing along that's awesome
0: wasn't so bad was it that wasn't so bad, wasn't
1: was so so bad. Wasn't so bad. <laughs> hey annie thank you again so much for joining us really appreciate you and all that you do for these we families love you
0: friend yeah i love you guys this is awesome I just really love Annie. I got a little emotional just hearing about um, her experiences and when she talked about like the tough parts of her job, just because mm-hmm. I know her personally yep. and I know her heart. And I just, I always say this all the time. I love our nurses so much that it was a little bit hard for me there for a few minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed when she just talked about the gift of presence and just how important that is and so applicable for all of us. So yeah, just great to spend some time with her.
0: Yep. Loved it. Um, well, we will be back here next week. Same time, same place.
1: See y'all.